everyone. How are all my private eyes? Thank you for joining me here tonight. We are also speaking with Abel. Hello, Abel. Hello. All right. Let's let's uh, get into the information that we have. We're going to be visiting Missouri. Uh, Clinton, Missouri, if I remember correctly. Yes. Let's just get into some information their population was six million for that state the number of crimes violent was 33,000 property 155,000 the crime rate per 1,000 residents is 5.42 the national average is like four percent so it's definitely above the national average of uh violent crime percentage what that means is you or my chances of becoming a victim of a violent crime in the state of missouri is one one in 184 so in a group of less than 200 people at least one person will become a victim of a violent crime now violent crimes include murder rape robbery assault are there you know, crimes would obviously fall under different categories. And then, so the United States violent crime um, stats, because I always just like to remind us, there's 21,000 murders and 126,000 rapes, 243,000 robberies. That These are all reported stats information. So uh, to talk a little bit more, um, my chances of becoming a, a victim of a property crime in the state is one in 40. So in a group of 40 people, one person will become a victim of a property crime. I just feel like that's a really high number. Um, but, you know, that's me. So that's some information on the state itself. Uh, we are going to be talking about Angela Hammond. She was 20. She's 20. 20. Yeah, 20 year old. Um, popular young woman living in Clinton, Missouri. She worked at a bank, took classes at your, their university. Um, I think it was, the, the information that was kind of lacking was in January 1991, she became engaged to Rob Schaefer, an athlete who planned to, to be in the military. That, those were their future plans. So it takes back, like, 91? 91, yeah, 1991. Um, some people, when they did this story, they didn't really ever say, like, he was her fiancé too much. Right, they didn't stress that. Um, she was four months pregnant. That's crazy. We're going to start with that. She was at a barbecue at her mother's house. She left there um, on April... Was it April 4th? I don't know. Um, April 4th? April 1st. No, April 4th, 1991. (laughs) She dropped Rob off at his house and that said she would call him a few hours later. According to Rob, that was about 10 o'clock. And he was going to meet her back uptown as soon as, you know, everybody had got home and where they needed to be. He was watching his little brother at the time. Um, and then she would call later on that night. As promised, when Angie called Rob about an hour later from a payphone in the center of town, she was just seven blocks away from his home, according to Rob. Angie mentioned that... That's so fast. Mm-hmm. It, 
seven blocks. What's yeah. that, seven minutes? That's probably less. Angie mentioned a truck that had been circling the block a few times, she noticed. A green truck. She was unconcerned until the truck parked by the telephone booth. Now he's, telling, he's speaking with her the whole time. Well, he, yeah, her fiancé is. The, so the guy gets out and starts acting like he's lost, tries to use the phone next to her, it didn't work, so on and so forth, grabs a flashlight, and then confronts her. Is and, it true that the boyfriend asked her to say something? I don't remember if I read that or not. Yeah, I read that too. But while she was in the payphone, on the phone with Rob, she had a conversation with the guy. She was able to describe his truck, the color, the make... They didn't get a license plate number, no. um, but they also gave a description of the guy. So anyway, the guy abducted her. Four months pregnant, Rob heard her screaming. He thought, I'm going to go run down to where she's at, da 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 driving like a bat out of hell. I mean, I mean, that's how I would be driving. Right. <laughs> Passes a green truck, someone screaming his name, he... The story is, well, his story is that he does a UE, puts it in from park to drive to reverse, and fucks his transmission up. So right. he's only able to follow them a few blocks, and they get away, right? In my head, I'm just, like, terrified for everybody that's involved. This woman has never been found. This is an unsolved case. Um, years later, they thought maybe they had come across some more information. Yeah, um, but... None of it really made sense. It sounded like maybe there was a mistaken identity at some point. I don't really know. But very strange and creepy story. What do you want to add? What were you thinking? Oh, I was thinking about uh, the father. Like yeah. Your discussion that mentioned about the father. I read at some point that maybe he was uh, informant uh, for the police and something about um, drug cases. But again, they thought maybe she had been, you know, confused. Maybe it was a mistaken identity oh, thing. Oh, in the case. Mm-hmm. Different names. Angela. Something about... Um, yeah, a woman in the case. So, yeah, I, I did see a little bit of that. I know that lined up with her statement, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was really about it. Um... I read more that Robbie was, you know, driving, you know, they had called the police. Um, Angie's, or was it, what was her name? Angie's mother, Marsha, had made a statement, quote, Rob blamed himself for it because he always told her that he'd be there to take care of her. And that he tried and he did everything he could, but you know nobody blames him. How could you? How could you not blame yourself in that moment if you were feet, you know, inches, whatever you were away from, you know, your fiance, your abduct, your half abducted, being abducted fiance, pregnant fiance at that. Oh my God! There's so many red flags. Do what? Here, here, no one's falling in love. Oh man, could you imagine the anxiety and then? Ninety one, you know, you don't have cell phones, but yeah. So yeah, nineteen ninety one. There were no cell phones. You stopped at a, you know, payphone. I don't know. It's crazy. But uh, within a week later, Rob was 
um, exonerated. He was cleared shortly after the police connected Angie's abduction with two other unsolved cases within 100 miles of Clinton. Remember we talked about that? Uh, The first occurred three months earlier near Max Creek, Missouri on January 1991. uh, 42-year-old Turdy Darby was working alone in a convenience store. She called her son to report a suspicious man loitering outside. Her son hurried to the store but found it deserted after just 10 minutes. Two days later, she was found on a riverbank 10 miles from the store. She had been fatally shot twice in the head. And then the other um, case, the unsolved case, about a month later, 30-year-old Cheryl Ann Kennedy was reported missing in Nevada, Missouri, roughly 70 miles from where the body of Turdy Darby had been found on February 28, 1991. Cheryl Ann had also vanished from a convenience store where she worked. She had not been seen since. There was less than a month it was later. It was said less than a month later that Angie Hammond was abducted. Um, Detective Parsons thought that all three cases were linked. It's crazy. Authorities suspected that a serial killer was on the loose in West Central Missouri. Angie's mother also said that she wanted answers. You know, any mother would want to know where you're missing pregnant daughter is, you know? Yeah, two cases with a very short time. There was... Really spread out. It was just, well, pretty much like a All in 1991, time. you know, in a very yeah, short period of time. Yeah, within 100 it. miles, it was saying. Yeah, so the last update on the case was on the 30th anniversary of the disappearance, new details were provided to the public. Investigators were working on a theory that Angie... Um, was mistaken for another woman who had been targeted after for after for the aftermath of her father's legal affairs. That's what I was saying. Like yeah. that she had possibly been targeted. The um, this man had acted as an informant in a narcotics case and received a note threatening his life and his daughter's life, also named Angela. The note was sent on April fourth, nineteen ninety one, the very evening Angela Hammonds uh, was abducted. Yeah. Did you find the note? You said you had looked at the note. And it was like the Joker. What is that? The Riddler. What was it? Well, it was like these put like uh, magazine clips. Yeah. What? what, 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 what um, I don't know. I'll try to get it really? out. Really? <laughs> oh, it reminds me of the Riddler or something in Batman. I don't know. But it says, hello. No. We know who you are. No. People like you deserve who you... What you get. We know where you... Your foxy daughter is at. It's really disrespectful. <laughs> and it just gets into, like, you know, it just, it's goofy and unsympathetic. Um, so authorities believe that due to the similar names and appearances, the two women were mixed up and Angela Hammond was mistakenly abducted. The theories are still being, invest- are still being investigated. That's all I have. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty much... Uh, cut and dry. <laughs> cut and dry. Sad, but unsolved. Very sad. I appreciate your time. I think what we left off on this conversation was that you and I asked each other, how would it see somebody just going away and you're trying to save them when your car just dies? Painful. <laughs> painful. Painful. 
Alrighty. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Have a good evening. tonight is the flower that blooms in adversity is the most rare and beautiful of all author unknown